once upon a time, when I was but a wee, a wee one in a car with Noelle. A couple of wee-wees. A couple of wee-wees, you could say. <laughs> we were driving to the caribou, and we saw on upon the ground. The most cursed image of all time. Truly it was cursed. The face of a moon, two butt cheeks pointing skyward, completely exposed. And where was the man attached to the butt cheeks, my friend? Underneath his vehicle. <laughs> What was he doing beneath his vehicle? His dick was assuredly pressed into the cold, hard concrete. Ah, but it was a hot day. You're right, my friend. It was hot concrete. It was burning. Rachel, why would he do such a thing? It was a fetish. We can can only assume he was having the time of his wretched life. Science does tell us that when all other possibilities have been determined false, the whatever remains, no matter how unlikely, must be true. Must be a fetish. It was a fetish. This is a cursed story. Curse. Let's play. I'm your DM. I'm Caitlin. I play Corbin. He's a druid. <laughs> level four. He's level five. He's level five. <laughs> Hello, I am Sophia. I play Laika, a tiefling paladin. Level five. Hello, I'm Noelle, and I play Fran. And I've seen cursed images, <laughs> and I've not recovered. But I am at level 5 and I am a wizard. I thought you were at level 14, Fran. I lost several levels and my life when I laid eyes on the butt cheeks of the man in the caribou parking lot. (laughs) Caribou is a a coffee shop for those who don't know. Not that it matters. (laughs) Alright, so last time, uh, you guys left the Oasis Market and uh, were quickly ambushed by a half-buried Dracolich uh, in the deserts outside of the Oasis Market. After that, you took a little rest, and then you arrived in Danmar. Uh, then this is the first city you guys have been to on the world below. And that is where the scholars from Madria, Shaw's colleagues, are currently working. Um, and you are going to be delivering the Estrin books to them. And that's where we are now. So the four professors uh, have come into the lobby. There is a high elf woman, two humans, a man and a woman, and a female gnome. And the high elf woman, as she hears you guys talking, she says, did Shaw send you? Does the high elf woman, is she wearing like a robe with like a bunch of weed symbols on it? Or like maybe like a <laughs> a really big bong hey, in her hey, hand? Wait, hold on a second. Hey, so f- come, yeah. come close. No, you're going to hit me. No, I'm not going to kill you. Just lean close to Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I loved that joke, Sophie. Thank you. <laughs> N- 
no, she is wearing uh, what all of them are wearing, which is a red sash with the uh, symbol of the University of Madria on it, which is uh, what Shaw was wearing. So you recognize it. And when this woman speaks to you, she does speak to you in ancient common. And what did she say? She said, did Shaw send you? He for sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fran dies laughing. (laughs) Everyone else looks very confused. Even the high elf woman, she kind of like cocks her head. I... Perchance, it is a problem with yon translation that this jest is simply not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't think these guys are cool at all. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a great joke. Thanks. These guys seem like a bunch of nerds. They're definitely nerds. Uh, Uh... so the high elf woman, as you guys are talking, she's looking like she's losing more and more of her confidence. <laughs> Deflating. Um, she sort of looks at the other professors who are like giving her some looks and they're speaking, but you can't understand them. And mm-hmm. finally she says, by what way did you come to speak yon old tongue words? <laughs> Corbin laughs super loud. He thinks that's the funniest, stupidest shit he's ever heard. <laughs> like a six on her tongue. Fran says, Well, I was born and then, like, I learned how to talk. How did you learn to speak your tongue words, lady? <laughs> <laughs> um, many years did I study on literature of the ancients. Wait, born? You were speaking. Ancient words? Listen, we have books to deliver to you. They're outside the city, and our friend, she needs to come in so we can deliver these books. I'd rather do that before we get settled. That was our understanding with Shaw. Oh, um, she turns around and she speaks with her her associates. Seems to be filling them in. And the gnome woman, her eyes get huge. It's just like... Kind of even uncomfortably large, like she's looking at the four of you. And then she just runs. She's just out the door. She's just running. Going to get those books. (laughs) Nerd. Uh, Fucking nerds. The the human male goes after her. Um, Cute. And uh, the high elf woman says, uh, my work friend. (laughs) Colleague. (laughs) My colleague. My colleague's. We'll fetch the books and your colleague, <laughs> friend, friend, and your your friend, uh, my nom est. It's, um, what do you want to nom? No, um, <laughs> Namaste. No, uh, <laughs> uh, um, Amina. She points herself. I am Amina Halimar Kayo of the University of Madria. And she bows to you. I am Professor Shaw's. Um, he looks up things. I I help him read research. Yes, you can't read. No, no. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm I'm his research um hel- helper. Cool. I'm Fran. I'm Danger. Uh, That's Laika. Danger. That's Laika. Very pleased to meet <laughs> Danger Laika. <laughs> I'm Corbin. I'm a god. She looks at you for a second, and then she laughs. She she laughs. I see you have made 
one joke. <laughs> Perchance we should retire to our tea land for some tea beverage. <laughs> Yay, tea land! <laughs> I definitely thought you said tea land. <laughs> I also thought you said D-Land. Well, and that makes some sense. Her pronunciation is not very good. Uh, clearly, she is not as proficient in ancient common as Shaw was. We have many things we must speak of. This is my colleague, Professor Kalia Ross. She turns to the the uh, receptionist and says something to him, and he groans and like, Ugh, and then he like leaves. He leaves the entryway. Says this way, and as you guys are being sort of ushered away, uh, Amina looks and goes, "Oh, and who your friend? This is this is our colleague, Mary. <laughs> Speak for yourself. She's my friend. She's my friend too. But she's normal and not a god. Really regular. Yeah, I'm the only one who's a god. Yep. <laughs> that wait, no, I'm also a god. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, friends are god too. <laughs> You have made many funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Amina leads you all down a corridor that's lit with these torches that smell kind of... Bad? Not, yeah, not bad. <laughs> sour. They, they, there's a very sour smell in the air, and you can tell mm. it's coming from these torches. Oh, it's that high elf, huh? It's <laughs> <laughs> toking up. Super dank. <laughs> oh, geez. But hey, Sophie, can you come here for just a second? Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, come here. Fuck you. <laughs> And you're seated in the sitting room. There's a small sort of coffee table, a couple of these uncomfortable padded chairs and an uncomfortable padded couch. Uh, there's a big painting of an old man with a really long beard wearing a blue sash. Does it look like the person that the receptionist was drawing? Yes, it does. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, he that's hanging over a fireplace. Which is lit, even though it is pretty warm in here. Oh, it's lit in here. <laughs> um, so that is your source of light, along with a couple of candles that they light around the room. Spooky in here. <coughs> oh, um, yeah. So Amina sits down in one of the chairs. She says, "I make sorry for the darkness. The University of uh, Danmar is full of ghosts." <laughs> It's not good when held next to the University of Madria. Oh, I get it. You're shit-talking the poor person's university. No. They are not poor. Highbrow, high elf. They just don't invest in their university. All right, yeah, because they can't afford to. Danmar is the richest city on this giant. I just came here. I think I know what is going on in the world. <laughs> um, Amina uh, translates something to her her colleague, and then she asks, um, "What uh, world your land is that you speak this way?" Uh, Estra. It's uh, I show them a minor illusion of the island. Okay. So they they just burst into excited conversation between themselves. And then Amina's face falls and she says, "Are you the only ones 
We sure hope not. Uh, we don't know. Their excitement tones down a lot. And Amina puts her hands over her mouth and says, Oh, I am so, so sorry. Aww. We saw the shape fall from yon celestial... The sky. The sky. <laughs> <laughs> and heard the ground shake. Forsooth you are from the fallen land. And, uh, by the way, while you guys are talking about all this, the goddess is doing her best to avoid eye contact. Oh, she seems Yeah, she seems embarrassed, uncomfortable, sad. Like, she doesn't... Um, she's making herself as small as possible and standing behind you guys. Like, she doesn't mm. want to engage with this. Oh. We wonder if you can tell us how your, uh, your land fell. Well, have you ever heard of someone called Torva? Of, of course. What do you think about that? What's your deal with Torva? I stare at her. (laughs) (laughs) She looks at her colleague and they discuss for a second and they both sort of look like a little annoyed, I guess. Oh, same. Yeah. (laughs) Us who are not gods do not have the privilege and thought of the doings of gods. So do you hate this guy? You can tell us. We won't tell him. Well, those who give praise to Torva are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Who who worships Torva? Is it a big population of people on this, in this world? Small, but significant. Do you believe that gods are real? (laughs) That's a weird question, but... Are they very present in your lives? Not personally, but yes, they are real. Your land was made by a god. Uh, purportedly. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was uh, Tori was doing that knocked us out of the sky, so. So she and her colleague, they discussed very hurriedly, very excitedly for a second. And then perchance you could explain for... Those, and she points to her herself and her colleague, who do you, God? We had a goddess. Kai! Uh, I do not mean to interrupt, but it was Kai, correct? Uh, Maybe. Who's, can you tell us a little bit more about Kai? Uh, mm. well, my study that I study is of... Those gods we do not have? Like Sir Nunes? Uh, yes, Sir Nunes. Um, Sir Nunes, uh, Kai, Fenrir, Munin, uh, Belias, Deceit. All of these gods are lost. We know very little of Kai, except that she brought Estra up and <clears throat> defeat. No. Not defeat. Occupy Torva for the past 2,000 years. Do you have Vioni? Well, should you like to know of Vioni, you may visit her temple. Some still attend, but not many. She has been silent for many day- no. Day- days, but longer? 
Years? Years. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amina, one thing that we've noticed since we've been here is it doesn't seem like people know very much about magic. Well, uh, some study the... You, you call it magic? Yeah, because that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, mm. I do thaumaturgy, and I make the flames rainbows. Also, uh, <laughs> Corbin turns into... Um, what's it going to turn into? <laughs> please please make it a boar. <laughs> yeah. Corbin turns into a boar, starts running around. I think Corbin's morning. always a boar. <laughs> yeah, you set that up. You set me up. You set him in. So, and I do um, a harmless shower of sparks from my hand <laughs> as well. So as soon as she asks us about magic, we're all we're like, all just magic. doing it. <laughs> um, so the uh, human woman, uh, Kalia... She starts speaking. She's very excited, like, asking you guys questions that you can't understand. Um, <laughs> Amina takes a minute to calm her down and says, uh, my colleague asks to know how long you have been blessed by, well, uh, Kai, I, I, I guess it would be, um, for you. I, sh- I shake my head and I say, Fenrir. Oh, Fen- you, I ha, I, many questions. <laughs> I, I say, I'm a paladin of Fenrir, so. Does, did, does Fenrir still live? Uh, no, his divinity is in the goddess Kai, so I guess in some ways it is Kai. But the oath I made is to Fenrir specifically. I was born with it. <laughs> Maybe uh, it's Maybelline. People got magic on Estra and all kinds of different ways like i just studied is that the only way people have magic down here being blessed by a god yes uh a hero's power comes from the god that they give their life to i guess so Is having magic, like, really uncommon? Yes. Uh, No one has magic here. Oh. (laughs) Oh, uh... uh, That's not relatable. (laughs) uh, Amina says, uh, Professor Ross has a question for you. And she looks at you, Fran. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you... (laughs) Oh, I'm very offended. I uh, apologies. <laughs> I do not have many words to ask with, but that's fair. I'm a Janasi, and she translates for her colleague, and her colleague looks even like more excited. And were there many Janasi? I've been meaning to ask you about this cat. In my kind of estimation, I would assume, like, Fran doesn't know of any other water genasi. No. You've heard that, like, mm-hmm. there have been other genasi, but from from what you know, mm-hmm. and obviously you don't know a ton, it happens occasionally, usually uh, the product of a summoning mage that mm-hmm. summons a, uh, an elemental and falls in love with it, and then they make mm-hmm. a baby. Yep. So I I tell her what I know about that. And I say, I'm once in a lifetime, baby. 
Laika um, looks over at the goddess while they're talking about this. She looks um kind of uncomfortable. Was Kai seen as a power of good and Torva as evil then? No. No gods are good or bad. Gods are what they were created to be. So to call a god good or to call a god bad is to call the rain good or bad. To call the fire good or bad. Well, I don't know about you, but I definitely called the fire bad after it burned all my feathers off in my childhood home. <laughs> Corbin, not this shit again. What? That's my life, friend. Also, Corbin <laughs> wants to put his arm around the goddess because he feels bad. Aww. Gives her a little half hug. She she leans into Corbin a bit. Aww. We heard... That the world below was burned. That's what our world was told on Astra. What's happened? How are you guys still alive? We heard that the god destroyed this world. That was not the first ending this world had. There have been four endings, but that one was most bad. Very most bad. This is a very spooky story. (laughs) (laughs) The setting is incredible. (laughs) Endings? What do you mean by endings? Um, when gods fight. War. Yes, when when gods make war. Four times they have ended this world. But each time some god saves their followers and we rebuild. So when the big bad that Torva made when he killed Deceit and the fires came, we rebuilt as we always do. Kat, can you remind me what Desert is the god of again? Uh, Desert is the flame. Flame, okay. But Ruva, the the thunder, many many uh, years, many many years after he made an end too not as bad an end did not take as long for us to come back but it happened it happens (laughs) the world below seems really shitty you guys (laughs) Uh, the goddess kind of gives you a look Fran (laughs) (laughs) who who protects you? Shouldn't there be some way to keep these gods in check? Are they always fighting and you're just ducking out of the way? Uh, some have fought for mortals, and when they win, it is good. Who are the ones that fight for the mortals? In the last end, uh, Bruva was trapped and brought down by... Rove and Laliana before when Torva burned all, Desit tried to protect mortals and Bellius tried to stop as well. And Bellius is the sword, right? Yes, Bellius is the sword. Well, he would want mortals because what else is he going to do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who else is going to use a sword? Is like a, a bear. <laughs> yeah, dolphin. Uh, Cute. She takes a moment here. She says, um, perhaps you know little of other gods from 
living under Kai as your only person of worship. But here, gods fight. Allegiances they make change. They do not see time as mortals do. And so we cannot know their goals or protect ourselves. Leica just sits down. It sounds like garbage. I hate this world. Um, I say, um, well, as a god, I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm ready to kill all the other jerk gods. You guys, <laughs> I think we have a new quest. It's to kill all the gods except for the goddess. She seems okay. And and me <laughs> and Fran. Yeah, and yeah. us, please. Yeah, y- you guys will come in handy for killing all <laughs> gods. I'm officially at war with every god. So Amina translates and... Uh, Kalia looks like she's going to say something else, but the door opens before she can. And the, the gnome and the human man have come back. Uh, they, or they speak very hurriedly to their colleagues before leaving again. Then uh, Amina stands up and says, Oh, um, your books have come. Uh, you are guests, but we have few hands. Will you help? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) So uh, you guys head back outside, um, and Nodona has – she's out there with the sled. However, the sled has been hooked up to two donkeys, and they clearly haven't had the greatest time dragging this thing over the uh, paved streets, and they look pretty worn out. Uh, Nodona is standing uh, by the sled with her arms crossed and looks very uncomfortable. Um, I, like, gesture to the goddess to, like, check in with her. Yeah. Okay, so the goddess goes and she asks, uh, are, are you okay? Um, and Nodona signs back, me, city, not used in. Mm. You hear Amina speaking to the gnome woman who she calls uh, Daladanya, and you hear her call the human man Samuel. So Daladanya is, like, she keeps grabbing books off of the sled, but she seems to not be able to decide which ones she's gonna grab. So she, she like grabs one and then like runs around to the other mm. side and grabs another and runs around again and like starts climbing up the stack of books <laughs> and is like pulling them down and taking her robes and sort of making a basket out of her robes. Um, I need to go get my books. Yes, <laughs> you should because Belladonia <laughs> is like, just stuffing as many books into her robe. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm like, hey, lady, back off my books. And I go over there and I start picking up my own books. Right, right. And I'm like making furious eye contact with her. <laughs> so actually, as you're picking up a book, Daladonia reaches for the same book at the same time. And uh-uh. you both grab it. Uh-uh. I'm going to have a strength contest. <laughs> oh, my God. This is just like suburban moms on Black Friday. Uh-uh. So that's a 14. Oh, wow. That is a, yeah, this is a, a 12. So you just, mm. you rip it out of her <laughs> tiny gnome hand. Not today. <laughs> Yikes. Cute. Um, Cute. It, so I tell Amina to tell this gnome lady that some of these books are mine and they're not to be taken. Okay. Daladanya looks a little bit disappointed after this has been translated, but mm-hmm. goes back to the other books that she can grab. Um, yeah, I point to my eyes and I point at her. <laughs> um, so you guys help unload these books uh, into the library, and Amina explains to you guys that um, they'll be here for a little while in uh, Denmark, but that Daladanya and Samuel had explained 
the books will be going to Madria ultimately. And Amina tells you guys that this is a good thing because the library here at Danmar is garbage. No, that, um, that makes sense. Nadona is um, trying to get the doggies to turn the sled around. <laughs> and Amina says, you all are welcome to the accommodations of what little accommodations the University of Danmar can offer. <laughs> These people seem real bitter. <laughs> <laughs> You are welcome to stay here. Bef- well, where are you going? So let's just check in about our goals here, because we're going to need to ask them where a bunch of stuff is. Yes. So you have reached the city of Denmark. From here, in order to fulfill your deal with Dawson, you either go to Fang Lake or the Long Castle to get the artifact there to trade to Dawson for the location of the Tower of Wavell. If you are able to reach the Tower of Wavell, the god will uh, grant you the gift of language. So you'll be able to bypass the months or years it would take you in order to learn uh, modern common. Mm-hmm. Your other goal is to make it to the mountain range known as Torva's Jaw, where Torva has some sort of lair where he is keeping the shapeshifter form, which Vioni wants you to free for her, and a cloak which hides divinity. Okay, so I ask them, do you have a map of this area? Oh, Amina, she sighs. Well, the University of Danmar has no good maps on paper. Jeez Louise. <laughs> However, they have a, uh, uh, mm, best I show. All right. Cool. Um, so you guys follow her, and she leads you down that dark corridor. I'm carrying again. all my books. <laughs> yeah, and Fran is now possessively holding her books. I, I help carry some. Oh, thank you. And so Amina leads you to the end of that corridor that you had walked down, and it ends in a large, dark library. There are more of these sour-smelling torches. Ooh, spooky. Spooky dark <laughs> library. There are shelves here that, they're not much taller than you, uh, Laika, and all of them are stuffed very haphazardly with scrolls and leather-bound books, and nothing here seems to be in, like, super good order or repair. And Fran, like, you have the thing where you're able to find your way around a library, yes. right? Yes, mm-hmm. that's you, my special ability. You have no idea how you would find anything in here. Oh, man. It is a goddamn mess. This is upsetting to me. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can see why perhaps these uh, professors from Madria are a little snobby. (laughs) But Amina leads you to the back of the library where there is a huge stone slab. Uh, And on this slab, there is a world map that has been carved into the stone. And she takes a piece of parchment from a roll that's attached to the table. And there's a little tray with pieces of graphite. (laughs) She looks back at you all and says... I apologize. There is no dignity in this. <laughs> and she hikes up her robes and climbs onto this stone <laughs> slab. And you can see as she's like crawling across it, her robes are getting kind of dark with graphite. Uh, but Woo-hoo, she has to, all right. So she has to like crawl to the center of this table and make a rubbing for you guys of the map of the area. And she gets off of the table and she looks super annoyed and she's dusting her robes off and she hands you a map showing 
this area and I will show it to you now. Wow, it's yes. Listeners following along at home, the map will be posted on our Tumblr. And Facebook and Twitter and Patreon, etc. So as you guys are looking at this map, she takes the piece of graphite and she writes on it. She says, we are here, the city of Danmar. And she writes Danmar on the map. Do you know where the Long Castle is? Oh, uh, yes, that is to the east of here. And she marks it on the map. It is on an island uh, in a bay to the east of where you are. Is that where you are going? Uh, maybe. Do you know where uh, Fang Lake is? Yes. Uh, Fang Lake is in Pogs Wood, north. Uh, here, here, and she points to the mountain range to the north of where you are, is the Farah Mountains. And what about Torva's jaw? She looks at you for a moment. I hope. You do not intend to go there. I smile really big. (laughs) Why? It is a place of much danger. It is a a layer of Torva, but it is here, and she points out in the uh, eastern part of the mountains. When you say layer of Torva, do you mean that's where he chills? It may be a place that he has chilled. (laughs) (laughs) However, gods do not spend much time on our plane. Mm, I think Mm. Torva is spending time on our plane, so that could be a trap. If you are determined to go that way, I would suggest following the pilgrim's trail up to the temple of Eol. From there, the attendants can give you directions. Which magic artifact is where again? So at the Long Castle, you were asked to to retrieve the Bracers of the Bull. Okay. And at Fang Lake, you were asked to retrieve the Protector's Blade. I think we should get the Protector's Blade. I think it's well. The- I think we should get whatever is closest would that to Torvis' job. It would be well, the. They're Fang both Lake kind one. of on the way. But like, if we okay. can make a trip, if but we go be- to um, the Temple of Eol, it would be the Fang Lake because mm-hmm. otherwise we'd be doing a zigzag. Yeah, this way. it's like a, a clean. Arc. Might as well go Fang Lake, Temple of Eol, mm-hmm. then Torvis' okay. jaw, and then we can come back down once we hit Torvis' jaw. Get that other artifact. Keep it for ourselves. Yeah. Fuck you. Daniel Dawson. <laughs> Fuck you, Danny. Fuck you, Dennis. Fuck you, Devino. Okay. Um, uh, do you need other markings on your map? So, is, will, will you just label, like, the major cities and, like, what this place is called so we can... Oh, uh, you would not know. This world... And she points to the larger uh, stone map. Is called Avalis. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> Sorry for that reaction. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> this large island is Roke. The this world has three. Large islands, Roke, where we are, Borun, to the west, 
and Vola to the south. Let's, I don't know, does the goddess want to know anything? Um, the goddess has been, she's been listening, and she, when you sort of turn to her to see if she wants to know anything, she shakes her head at mm-hmm. first, and then asks, finally, you said that gods are what they are created to be. Do you know what Kai was created to be? And Amina shakes her head. Uh, no, that is the most fascinating thing of the study of Kai. We have so few stories. All stories we have relate to Torva and their fight. But Kai, what little we know, was human. So, what was she made to be? That is the question. Welcome to this. It's late at night because I forgot I had to do it. Uh, First of all, I would like to enthusiastically thank our new Patreon donors. That's Sarah, Jonathan, Kyle, Maddie, and Leanne who upgraded her subscription. We actually hit our goal of $100 a month since last episode, and so we released a lore-based RP episode where I played Dessa, who is the daughter of Desit. Um, it fills in some of the blanks of the time after Torva caused the end of the world. So if you're interested in that, it can be found at our Patreon for $3 a month if you want. <laughs> Oh, it's late. Next, those sweet iTunes reviews, girl. Let's get into it. Okay, Matasaurus Rex said amazing and also said that they're a picky podcast listener. Oh, <laughs> likes their stuff. Thank you. Madeline4475, who is not the same person said loving this and also said that this podcast was recommended to her by a friend a j or a name that's pronounced a different way i knew a guy named aj who spelled his name almost this exact same way i'm not sure either way dude if you want to leave us a message somewhere you can get entered in the contest and uh, if anyone else wants to get entered in the contest the ways to do that are you get somebody else to listen, like the beautiful Madeline 4475, and have them say, hey, I love this podcast. This is my favorite part. And and guess what? My cool friend got me into it. And then that cool friend, boom, entered in the giveaway, the number one prize of which is some stuff from us. And also you get to make a character that's going to be in arc three. That's very cool. That's very cool. Also, if you donate on Patreon, which is maybe easier, but... Um, and that uh, contest, I don't have an exact date yet, but it's going to be over soon. We're recording tomorrow, and I'm thinking we're getting pretty close to the end of Arc 3 with our recording sessions. And at that point, we will choose the winner so that Kat can get to work with their character, putting it into the story. 
And now for a word from the lovely James Intracasso. I'm James Intracasso, and I love tabletop role-playing games. I've got a new podcast called Tabletop Babble that talks RPG advice, interviews, reviews, and news with some of the top names in the industry. The conversation is casual, just like it would be if we were hanging out at a convention or local friendly game store. Get a new episode each week at don'tsplitthepodcastnetwork.com or wherever podcasts are available for free. I also want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Loot Crate. So for you guys, the listeners of Dames and Dragons, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. If you enter the promo code BRIDGE10, you will get those 10% savings. Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers geek and gaming gear to your household. Um, It's kind of like one of those makeup subscriptions, except for you get cool t-shirts and collectibles, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. So again, to save 10% on your new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com slash DSPN to save 10% on any new subscriptions. Enter that promo code BRIDGE10 and you will save. And that's about it for me. But today's message to Chantel is Sam Grafton. We'll never know if the sleeper agent is active because Kat's not here, but we can hope and we can pray. Do-do-do! After you guys have gotten the books off of the sled and into the the library here at Danmar and the professors are starting to set out sort of sorting through what is what and figuring out what what they have here. Amina says to you guys, it is at the moment not a good hour of voyages due to the heat of the orb. That is in the sky. Corbin laughs at her. Yeah. So does Fran. <laughs> and she laughs too, just like... <laughs> she, she does not understand if she's made a joke and she's just sort of laughing for him to, do, to laugh. You should explore the grounds of the stone encampment. The city. The city. Yes. You should explore the city. While you have the opportunity, we will prepare horses and travel companions for your backs. Is Nodona there still, or did she leave? No, Nodona is there, and she's sort of very uncomfortable. (laughs) She's incredibly uncomfortable, but she's helping the scholars get things sorted out. Okay, so we'll come back and say goodbye to her after this? Sure, yeah. The goddess volunteers to stay behind with them in order because they can sort of understand her sign language and she can help them sort out like what the books are. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so if you would like to explore the city, I have like a, a an encounters table uh, made up so you can roll a d20 to see what you find in the city. I want to put this out there. Okay. You can split up. I will not try to harm you. If you split up. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. 
Um, yeah, let's split up and okay. run each down a different. Yeah, road. we're just yeah. gonna yeah. Okay. we're gonna meet back here in an hour. Yep. Yeah. So y'all split up. So roll a d twenty and add your perception. Oh, that's a natural twenty. Whoa! Whoa. Uh, I got seventeen. Okay. Uh, I got six. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Fran is very distracted right now. <laughs> It's a lot of water. She just keeps coming back to the ocean. Okay, yeah. So Laika and uh, Corbin, you guys, you take off in different directions, but you end up in the same place and you're walking down different streets and looking around and like, oh, look at that guy. Oh, and Corbin's like, oh, look at all the crows. And so you guys just run smack into each other. I look at Corbin and I say, same place. Same place. <laughs> so as you guys are sort of sorting out, like, oh, we run into each other. You hear just this cacophonous screeching and you turn and you see this big wooden structure with all these uh little square holes in it and out of each of those holes there's a hawk and they're coming and going except they've all stopped to scream at corbin (laughs) um it's a rookery it's a rookery you're right can they understand anything from the hawks? Or are they not intelligent enough? The hawks are not intelligent enough to be making any sort of sense to you guys. You do get a very potent sense of enemy, is what they're screaming. Something that sort of invokes that sense. At us? Yeah, at, at Corbin specifically. Oh. These guys are jackasses no matter where you go. <laughs> they don't. They don't seem to like you much. Yeah, I know. They always try to chase us out of the trees. They're just uh, dicks. Are you an egg stealer? No, they them. <laughs> um, so Corbin, you point up at the at the hawks saying mm-hmm. they're egg stealers, and one of them hops off its perch and it dives at you. Oh, I scream at it. Uh does a nineteen hit your oh, AC? Oh Jesus, this is like a demon hawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh it dives down at you and it grabs your hair. Like with its talons, oh. and it just sort of pulls at your hair and then flies past. Um, you don't take any damage from it, but it is—it hurts. I scream at it again, very angrily. Yeah, and as you you're uh, screaming at it, another one dives off of oh. its perch. Uh, does a fifteen hit? Uh, God, yeah, barely. Yeah, okay. This one, it actually, uh, it goes for your your boob window, <gasps> and my nip. Yeah, it it scratches your nip with its cl- talons. No, I scream in pain. Uh, and let's see. And then this one, it goes for your face. Uh, both talons out. But then it takes a second and it dives up over you, and it flies over a structure that's across the street. And you turn to look at that structure across the street, and it's. These ruins. It's a ruined stone building, and there's nothing around it. You guys better not go in there. Let's go. Let's go in. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe there's eggs there. We can steal them. So you guys head into this temple, and as you're you're going towards it, Corbin, more of these hawks are starting to dive toward you, but they won't cross the threshold of the building. So as soon as you are there, they start to just part, and they fly around it. I, I keep calling it a building, but it's really very little more than a, a burnt-out stone husk. Several of the walls have crumbled. There are columns on either side of the doorway, but one of the columns has fallen over and is uh, making sort of a diagonal blockade in front of the door. Um, when you walk inside, there is a burned altar, and you, you're starting to gather that it's a temple, and there is a symbol, a relief sculpture of a symbol three crossed 
shovels in a field of red on the back wall. I'm going to have you roll religion checks. See if you know what it is. Oh, jeez. I got a 14. Uh, I've got a 5. Okay, um, Corbin, you, you recognize it, though it, it seems a little different than what you remember from your teachings in the Crow Clan, but that is the symbol of Vioni. Oh! Let's investigate uh, that. 16. Oh, yeah, I did not get that much, so. Okay. <laughs> you don't find anything, but that is what is suspicious. And where you guys are standing now, there's nothing growing here. Like, you would expect from the relative age that you can kind of see from these ruins that maybe some sort of plant life would be here, or maybe some animal would have taken up resident, but there's nothing. And you feel like this is a temple. There should be something here. Even though it's been burned, there should be even just like a cup or a scrap of paper. There should be something, but there is nothing left in this temple. At some point, it was cleared out. All right. Uh, I yell into the temple, What's up, ghosts? If you can hear me, move a brick. Nothing happens. Damn. I am not paying attention because I failed my religion check, so I just think this is a cool place to do parkour, so I'm jumping <laughs> off stuff. Like this was a temple for Vioni. Oh. Yeah. I do a backflip. Uh, I'm going to have you make an acrobatics check for that backflip. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, fail. Wait, can I do a cool deck save and like make it land cool at least? Try. Okay. Do like the worm when you land. Yeah. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> right, so you land flat on your back and you are staring up at this relief carving of the symbol of Vioni that is above you. And the wall above you crumbles and the symbol falls onto you. And you take you take two damage. It's not a ton of uh, of rubble. It hurts a bit, but you're able to you're able to push it off. Bad omen. Bad omen. I'm going to open up my divine sense. Yeah, good idea. So, with your divine sense, it feels muddled. Like there is something very evil here, but something else is trying to get through. What? Oh, because Torva's possessed. Is so this place is desecrated then? Yes. Actually, yes, that is what you get the feeling of is that this place has been desecrated. Uh, is there like a table for offerings or like a spot? Yeah, there's a there's a altar. I will leave. What do I have that I could leave? Do I have any snacks on me? You've got rations. I'll leave a piece of my hair Such and a bad idea. <laughs> All right, it's already happened. Oh, this is oh no, this is perfect. I need a, I need a reason to like conform my current character design to exactly what Hannah Colbert drew because it's so much better than mine. So Corbin cuts all his hair off, <laughs> and now he has a sweet like whatever Hannah's Hannah's cool like short hair like wafted back <laughs> beautiful design is now what it looks like. He, Wait, can can Leica help style? Yeah, it? yeah. Please help help me style it. Leica spits in both her hands <laughs> and like slicks it back and is like, Thanks. yeah, that's a cool look. So Thank you, you. So you guys just leave a bunch of hair <laughs> yeah. on the altar of Vioni. Well, yeah. birds can make nests out I leave of it. a significant amount of my hair. Okay. Birds specifically don't go in there. <laughs> Maybe crows do. Yeah, my my brethren will be helped by our offering. Well, yeah. actually, as you, you put all this hair <laughs> on the altar, it turns to black ash. Good omen. I take some of the ash. 
Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. All right. There's nothing else here? No. We leave. All right. All right. Well, then we're going to go over to Fran. And Fran, what did you roll again? Uh, six. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so, Fran, as you are wandering around the city, you hear all these hawks screeching. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, well, that sounds weird. <laughs> and you walk the other way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as you're walking, you find yourself in in that fancy district. And as you round a corner, you find yourself at a temple of a very different sort. This one has a huge statue of a woman uh, standing above the doorway with her hands held out and water pouring out of each of her hands. Ah, okay. And, yeah. Uh, so there's these waterfalls that are falling on either side of the doorway and people are they're walking in as bells are tolling above the temple. Okay, well then I'm going to do what they're doing and go inside. Okay. And inside you see where all of the water from her hands is flowing to. It's flowing through these shallow canals which run throughout this temple. And there's another statue of the same woman up at the front of the temple. Only instead of a doorway between her hands, now there is an altar, which is heaped with gifts. There's money, there's food, clothing, there's flowers. There are are notes that people have folded and set at the foot of this altar. Are people noticing Fran's, like, literally a water woman? Yeah. Uh, Make a perception check. Yeah, I will. Uh, That's a seven. (laughs) Okay. You don't notice anybody acting any differently towards you, except for... A few uh, temple attendants, they are staring at you very intently. Mm -hmm. Did you say there was altars? Yeah, there's an altar at the front of the temple. Okay, (laughs) so I go up there and I chop all my hair off. (laughs) How does that work? Um, I basically just like water bend it away from my head and like it just falls and is water <laughs> so do you put it in a in a vessel of any kind or are you no just, just over everybody's stuff <laughs> <laughs> there is an audible gasp from the mm-hmm. temple and then a lot of hushed whispers but nobody s- says anything to you no one interacts with you in any way okay so they just like look like what do they look like scared or just like they look concerned okay uh so that's cool so I just, like, shoot everybody finger guns and roll on out. Good. <laughs> so I'm bald again now. I don't know. I'm not going to steal water from this. Actually, you know what? Okay, on my way out, <laughs> I just, like, stick my head under that lady's hand. And when I pull my head out, uh, what hairstyle should I have? Buns. T- two buns? Yeah. Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, when I pull my head out, I have... Sailor Moon style meatball buns. <laughs> yeah. Meatball. You have the ponytail like yeah. coming down. Oh here. yeah, the long the oh, long good. ponies. Good. Love it. Love it. All right, so you guys if you would like to roll again and see what else you can find in the city, you can. Otherwise, you can head back to the university to collect the goddess and whatever the professors have prepared for you. Let's go back. Yeah, I, think, I feel like we should I get think, a move on to our quest. Yeah, yeah I think so too. All right. So you guys, uh, you meet back up at the university after your little uh, time wandering around the city. And by this time, by the time you guys get back, it's late afternoon or it's a little bit past late afternoon. The sun is starting to set. The hottest part of the day is past. And when you get back there, there are horses, uh, three horses, which have you guys seen horses yet? I no, don't own camels. We've seen a donkey. So. You've seen a donkey. Yeah. So this is a smooth donkey. 
I know every animal we've ever seen. <laughs> also, I want to animal handle one of the horses. Oh, way above 20. Okay, great. You're able to turn it into a horse now. You yeah, understand how horses work. Um, you even, from that, because you've got like way above a 20, you even are able to like stare into this creature's eyes and know its name. <gasps> What's his name? So the horse that you have claimed, I guess, his name is the rock <gasps> oh my god yes it, the horse is it's a uh, light oh. brown incredibly muscular strangely no mane but a beautiful <laughs> tail <laughs> i love him i pet his his muzzle affectionately yes so as uh, as you are recovering from learning this horse uh amina <laughs> comes out and says ah you have found the noble beasts uh, and she points to Dwayne the Rock, the horse Johnson. This is Sugar Cube. <laughs> That's not his name. <laughs> she sort of looks at you and then just moves on. Uh, <laughs> and this one uh, is for you, uh, Fran. Her name is Butterscotch. And then she points to the last horse and says, and for you, this one is Rochester. And... Laika, you look at this horse, and this horse looks back at you. And you look at this horse, and this horse puts its head down and charges directly at you. Ah. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. I failed critically. <laughs> I die. I've killed my horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this horse, uh, you it hits you straight on for... Uh, well, it only does one damage, but you are knocked prone. <laughs> um, and Amina is... She's very, like very confused i i do not know why it would react in such a way i'm uh, gonna stand up it is a gentle noble beast does it hate wolves i i'm sorry i don't know that word it, uh like points to a drawing on her armor big dogs <laughs> it would not like predators no uh i we can find you another mount should you need oh, one i ride a horse no, I thought this was just a cool dude who's coming with us. I already, I already have a mount. I don't need this. <laughs> oh, well, good, good. Uh, and the goddess comes out of the uh, university now, and she comes down the steps, and she signs to you guys. Oh, you found the big things. <laughs> this one's named Knucklefart. He's yours. <laughs> uh, the goddess takes the horse's reins. So Amina says. Now would be the ideal time to depart, for the day grows short, and the night will bring a coolness to your travels. I love cool travels. Um, Fran, like, takes everybody's stuff and puts it on her horse. Just everybody's? Yeah. So, you guys are, you're packing up your stuff, and Fran mm -hmm. loads up the things, and the, the four Madria scholars are out on the steps and Nadona comes out behind them as well although she stays a little bit behind them sticking very close to the doorway of the university and Amina uh, says to you all we all wish you the greatest of luck on your forthcoming adventures when you find the city of Madria please come see us and we will tell you of what we have been able to learn from your generous donation the goddess bows to Amina and signs thank you. So I walk up to Nadona and I 
grab her aggressively by the back of the head and <laughs> then softly touch my forehead to hers. She seems very touched by this. Aw, that's nice. And I wave. <laughs> <laughs> like a cry is a single tear, because that's beautiful. Yeah. Corbin tries to do the same thing, but his weak hands can barely grasp her thick, <laughs> muscly neck. Um, yeah, so when you try and do this to say thanks to her, she just headbutts you <laughs> because she, she's expecting a lot more right, strength right. from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're not able to hold her back, mm-hmm. which you, you kind of understand now why they do this in the right. way that they do, because what they're trying to do is hold each other back. Uh, and you just aren't able to do that, so she full-on headbutts you. <laughs> I give her a piece of my hair as a parting gift. Why do you keep giving people your hair? <laughs> they, it's a good gift. They need it. Is the receptionist there? Uh, no, he has not come out. Before we leave, I go back to the receptionist, and I've drawn him on like a scrap of paper, like a leaf or something, a picture of that guy like farting a huge fart, and it says, like, nerd on it. <laughs> he laughs. He laughs. And I say and goodbye, he- and I... I try to do the art goodbye to him with the heads. Oh, he freaks out. He, <laughs> like, scrambles away from you and gives you, like, a wave f- from afar. Cool, I leave. All right, are you guys ready to leave this uh, this desert town behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Won't Sophie have to, like, run behind us through the city? Because she, because I like it. Gingy I mean, I mean I'm, we're outside. just walking. Like, I'm walking oh, okay. beside my horse. It's covered I'm in riding. Stuff. I'm riding my horse. All right. That's fine. Oh, actually, was, yeah, I suppose you, Wait, you already. I want to chase it. after your horse. Okay. I, I gallop ahead. We're having fun, me and the rock. I chase after you because I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. Like a dog. Um, so the god, yeah, the goddess gets on her horse and, uh, Walks along beside you, Fran, like right, a normal cool. human being. <laughs> cool. Fran's uh, getting very twitchy, by the way. Why? Oh, they plan something. The goddess does not seem to notice. Okay. I want to roll. You're not near me. I'll roll when we're in the <laughs> desert. I'm going to roll, too. Yeah. You guys are not anywhere near, so you don't. Well, we're going to wait for them to catch up. Oh, yeah. All yeah, right. we'll wait for them. Well, actually, yeah, there, you have to wait, because at the gate, uh, heading back to where you left your wolves... There is a long line to get out of the city now. So we're going to get in line? Yeah, you're in line to get okay. out of the city. Um, so as we're waiting in line, uh, Fran pulls out uh, the bandolier that she and Corbin traded for that land shark oh, bone. Yeah. And she asks for the goddess's knife. Oh, yeah. the goddess gives, uh, gives Fran her knife. Okay, um, and then Fran starts um, cutting it apart. And she does not look great. <laughs> Wait, cutting the bandolier part? Yeah, because okay. she's cutting it down the middle. Oh, right, right. As we said, so we can share it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and she says, I I know, I'm sorry we never got a chance to both wear this like at the same time, like that cool joke. <laughs> but I guess this is the way it has to be. Uh, and she just like keeps cutting it. What? What are you talking about? Well, you have to take your part, and I'm going to take my part. And you guys have everything you need, right? No, you're not leaving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. What? Well, of course, I I told you this is my home with the no. fish. Fran, we've... No. That's Fran, it. no, it's not <laughs> happening. Fran, I found a home here in a life of crime, and I'm putting that behind. Me too. I think, uh, listen, it'd be really awkward if I just left all my new fish friends. Like, they would miss me a lot. They want to make me their president. So I, uh, I friend, think I have to stay. Friend, they're fish. 
I can I can talk to animals kind of. You guys will smart. be better off without me. It's fine. I, I think you definitely have like the strongest spells of anybody on the team, so we're definitely oh, going to die. On. Like a Corbin and Mary, it's like a cool 70s band. No. Yeah, and Fran's the lead singer. I will cry. <laughs> um, you always cry. The- I'll really do it this time. <laughs> the goddess actually, she waves for your silence, um, mm-hmm. and she gets off her horse, and uh, she signs that. This actually brings up something I wanted to tell you all. I release you from my service. Oh, that's cool. I'm still going to work for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Laika Laika laughs. Like, she's just, like, (laughs) laughing hysterically. And then she just, like, lays on the ground catatonic. She's not moving. (laughs) She's having panic attacks. (laughs) I I point at the goddess and I'm like, Mary, I feel like we really get each other. (laughs) (laughs) The goddess... The goddess, uh, she helps you back up. Laika goes limp and purposely refuses, and she's glaring at the goddess. <laughs> the goddess lets you fall back down, and she signs, There is no Estra. Your duty is fulfilled. I-, I cannot ask you to continue to risk your lives for me. Let me just explain. Estra has fallen. Everything I know and love is gone except for Gingy and you three huge nerds. So if you release me from your service and we all go our separate ways, I literally have no purpose in life and all my training goes out the window. Ditto. So that's not going to happen. As like Laika says this, Fran takes out Elonia's necklace. (laughs) And she says, obviously not to the goddess. Do you remember when we found this? Yeah. Yeah. So... Those clothes were probably Cordelia's, right? It was it was in the waterfall cave. Yeah, they smelled like bread mold. Phew. Right. <laughs> I've seen this necklace before. It belonged to my mentor, Alonia. And when I investigated the magic on it, it was meant to instill permanence. So I think it must have been what Torve used to keep the form of Cordelia. And I guess Alonia, too. I don't... I don't think either of you really knows what it means to be a water elemental separated from the planet by a couple miles of air. And I don't think anybody really got it. I thought that Alonia did. It's like... There's always this open wound, and this whole time I was born to protect the place and protect the person who was doing this to me. But Alonia let me train in my own way. She gave me days off when I needed to just sit in the lake. And looking back, maybe it wasn't because she really understood. Maybe she just didn't want me to be ready when the time came. The last time we saw Cecilia, she said that we were good choices. And I don't see how they could have chosen someone worse to be a guardian than me. So... Disagree. (laughs) Whatever we were chosen for, I don't think it was to stop any of this from happening. And I don't know how long Torva was my mentor. I don't know... If he killed Alonia, I don't know if she ever even existed, and I don't know why he took an interest in me in particular, and neither do you. So the goddess, she signs, uh, 
I, I can't imagine how hard this has been for you. And she looks at Leica and Corbin says, I, I can't imagine how hard this has been for all of you. And I don't blame you for wanting to leave. But I can say that if there is a meaning for all of what has happened to us, we will not find it by staying here. Fran uh, finishes cutting the bandolier. If there's one thing I've learned from the wolves, it's that you always stay together. You always defend your pack. Yeah, that's true for crows, too. You think one crow could chase off a giant hawk? No, no. It's going to be five, six crows, please. (laughs) Hawks are big. It's a whole murder. Yeah. And we're going to murder the gods. I put my hand in and I say, murder the gods. I also put my hand in. Except the goddess. Except the goddess. (laughs) Who's an honorary mortal. Yeah. The The goddess, she turns back to Fran and says, again, I will not ask you to come with us, but I will tell you that it would be nice to have friends in this strange world. And she puts her hand in then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All this talk of friendship. Fran, she does not put her hand in, but she grabs all you guys in a group hug. (laughs) And, And her eyes have been welling up with tears. And she says, it's really hot out here. I'm sweating from my face. <laughs> Corbin also immediately bursts into tears because he's a sympathetic crier. Like I it. knew you were going to cry. Leica also starts crying. The goddess is also crying. Everybody's just crying. <laughs> um, and then you hear people yelling from behind you, and you realize the line has moved forward quite a bit while you've been talking, and you guys have not moved with it. I shake my fists at them, and then I move forward. Yeah, we all go yeah. forward. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> Guys, why are you laughing when I say a thing and then saying nice one, Sophie? Yeah, I made a joke. I made it funny, damn it. Nice one, Sophie. Good job, Sophia. <laughs> None of you appreciate anything I do for you. <laughs> Whenever you guys go to a sitting room and you like sit down and stuff. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Rudy Basso, the co-owner of Don't Split the Podcast Network. I would like to encourage you, lovely listener, to head on over to our website and give a listen to my show that I host with my brother called Game O'Clock. It is a video game retrospective, introspective, other spectives, all about the kind of games that we love. 
and to be honest, we love just about every game out there. Game O'Clock released every Thursday. It's fun, it's short, and hey, you'll probably learn something about video games.